Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the J.D. Rucker Show. I am your host, J.D. Rucker, and today we're going to be talking about the economy. I know I've been talking a lot about vaccines and and foreign affairs and food shortages and stuff lately, even though we probably will at least touch on food shortages at some point. But today I want to focus specifically on the economy, and to be even more specific, I want to focus on the lack of proper financial reporting, economic reporting by corporate media. I think things are pretty bad, okay? And that's not just me fear-mongering. I go based upon what I read in alternative media, based upon upon economists that aren't in the, you know, on the mainstream take, where it's things are, are actually looking much worse than even corporate media is portraying. And let's face it, I mean, corporate media is saying that things are pretty bad, but it seems as if things are even worse than that. Now, again, I'll probably... I'll always get accused of being a fear monger pretty much no matter what I report about it. And a lot of that's because, look, I, I'm i not very hopeful for humanity's future. For Now, if you break it down and uh, look at, look at uh, the future of those of us who are Bible-believing Christians, and we look, whatever the distant future is, could be distant as in tomorrow, <laughs> whenever our end comes, you know, we do have hope. And lots of it. But as far as in this world, from a secular perspective, there is not a whole lot of reason to be hopeful about the economy. It isn't just the poor, poor uh, policies of the Biden-Harris regime. It isn't just the feckless GOP unable to really stop anything, maybe a little bit, maybe now that we have control of the House uh, of Representatives that we'll be able to at least slow down the destructive economic agenda that has been in place really, I mean, we could say it's ever since Joe Biden came into office, but it really started with the lockdowns. And I'm not one to say, oh, you know, Trump did the lockdown, so he's bad. I, I think that he obviously made a mistake, a huge mistake. But with that said, I don't blame him for it. We don't know the position that he was in. It's easy to say, oh, no lockdowns, but there might have been, who knows, at that point, if we think back to early days of 2020, most, the vast majority of people were terrified of COVID-19. I remember I was standing in line at the grocery store. This is again in the early days. I was standing in line in the grocery store and they just put in those little steps, you know, the the markers on the floor where you're supposed to stand when you're in line to, to check out. And I, I won't forget the look in this guy's face because it was a combination of anger and fear because I was probably four feet away from him. And I mean, and he looked back at me and, he, and the look on his face and he's just like, just like, you know, shooing me away. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine, I guess. I'll, I'll back up a step, and that's going to keep you alive, I guess. I don't know. We were fed a whole lot of junk, a whole lot of information. We're still getting fed a whole, whole lot of bad information today, even. But back then, it was really, really bad, and it was wrong. So point being is that our economy is heading in the wrong direction. But even as bad as it's being portrayed by corporate media, I think it's far, far worse than that. We really look at the trajectory. If we look at the statistics, if we listen to not just the words of the quote-unquote experts, but also the actions of those who maybe they're not sounding the alarm because they don't want the alarm to be sounded. There's one thing we have to understand when it comes to the economy. Much, and I, when I say much, I mean, you. some could argue that it's a super high. Um, direct influence over the economy, and I'm talking about sentiment, 
when people believe the economy is strong, the economy, generally speaking, can become strong. When the people think the economy is weak, that has a weakening effect. It's not quite a self-fulfilling prophecy, but because of the actions that people take when they think the economy is bad or getting, going to be bad, those actions tend to make the economy bad or in the process of getting bad. So there's a lot of people that I think that are out there kind of trying to ease us into accepting how bad things really are. And I appreciate that. I don't know what their motivations are. Maybe it's selfish. Maybe it's not. When we look at the actual real picture, it's horrible. Again, I'm not trying to fear monger here. I had I got a really disturbing email uh, a couple days ago from somebody who said, you know, you're just saying the economy's bad because you sell gold. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Obviously, this person hadn't heard my my personal experience with precious metals and precious metal sponsors. I'll just tell it briefly because I know we're getting a lot of new new uh, viewers, new listeners. I, I was courted or I guess pitched by precious metals companies ever since we got started in 2017. I always said no. I had no interest. Not in 2017, 2018, 2019, even 2020. Okay. It wasn't until late, uh, mid to, we'll say, it's probably around August, July, August of 2021, after watching what the Biden-Harris regime was doing, after reading and learning about what the the globalist elite cabal within the World Economic Forum and the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, people like George Soros, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, what they wanted to do with the economy, what they were pushing as far as central bank digital currencies, the digital dollar, what they were doing to the stock market. All of it, it was it's like, oh my gosh, okay. Well, let me talk to some people. Let me learn about precious metals because you know during the Trump years, it's like, oh dude, stay in the stock market. Then all of a sudden during the Biden years, it's like, oh crap, this doesn't look as good as I thought. What about alternative investments? Okay, you know, and we actually tried some, by the way. Not tried some. We we looked into and at some points we've had various sponsors for alternatives to to just your standard stock markets, right? Well, I, I kept going back to precious metals. So I made it a mission to to work with only good precious metals companies. And I was shocked to learn that that the vast majority of them aren't. And when I say good, what I'm referring to is good companies. I'm not talking about products. Gold to me is gold. Silver is silver. I know there's differences in the way people sell and this and that. But my main considerations were these. Number one, are the executives, owners, or you know, upper managers, are they donating to Democrats? It's shocking, absolutely shocking how many of these companies and many of the companies directly, it's not just, I'm, I'm talking about the companies themselves participating directly in you know, promoting and pushing Democrats. And I even asked somebody who, uh, a company that is, you know, who'd, a guy who had worked at a company who's now a sponsor, who had worked with other companies. So I was like, why is there, are there so many Democrats? He's like, oh, there's not. It's like most of them, most of the people that work at these companies are Republicans, but the, a lot of the upper ups, it's not so much that they're, they're Democrats, but they do cheer for Democrats because Democrats tend to help gold and silver sales. Okay, well, isn't that kind of wrong to, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it would make me feel icky to go against my own political beliefs for the sake of, you know, harming the country willingly, essentially, in order to make a few extra bucks. So I found that out. Then I found out that a lot of them are working with 
various proxies of the Chinese Communist Party, whether they're purchasing through proxies of the CCP or they're using depositories um, associated with the CCP. Again, it really blew me away. And then last but not least are those that are associated with various wokeness associated with the World Economic Forum, such as uh, ESG, Environments, uh, Social, and uh, Governance. ESG funds, ESG companies, you know, the, the Black Rocks, the, what they're pushing, right? How many of these precious metals companies, supposedly American precious metals companies, were again aligning against our best interests as a nation, as individuals, and, and against our economy. Again, like I said, it kind of makes sense, I guess, if you're focused only on making an extra 5 or 10% or whatever it is. You know, if that's their goal, then I can see, okay, fine, you know, but are you really going to destroy the country, destroy essentially the world, help to do that for the sake of making a few extra bucks? I couldn't do it. So I found three, and I found actually four or five, really, but three that were acceptable along those lines, but also um, offered great products because I did, you know, there was one in particular, this is a great company, I, I don't recommend them, but it was a great company that they are full-blown conservative America first patriots. They really, really, really represent what I wanted to do, but their product was awful. It was like a gold, but like a multi-level marketing scheme to sell gold. I'm like, I just, no, just can't do that. We passed on that one. But I did find three, and you can find them at jdrucker.com slash gold. So I, again, back to what I was saying before, and that uh, I have to repeat it, jdrucker.com slash gold. <laughs> to find the three companies that I was able to to vet out. Well, I vetted out 28, but or 29 so far. Um, but the three that passed my vetting. Okay? All right. You got that. So I, I get this disturbing email saying, you know, you're just trying to sell gold, and that's not the case. It's the other way around. Okay. I see the writing on the wall. The economy is looking bad. It has been looking like it was heading in the wrong direction with very limited recourse, very limited you know potential for that to reverse anytime soon, and that's why you know that's why I picked up gold sponsors after the fact, knowing that I would be telling people, folks, buy precious metals. Then it behooved me, and it behooves you, by the way. I mean, it does. You know, you you get the benefit of of. It took a long time, and it's still an ongoing uh, uh, task to go through and do the research, find out where they're donating, looking these people up, you know, looking at their social media accounts, figuring out, you know, following the money of the money companies. Uh, and you get the benefit of my work. Okay, so there's that. And, but yes, they're sponsors. So of course, you know, it, it's, it behooves me to promote them. But this isn't about trying to convince you that, that everything's going to go south so that you'll buy gold or silver. This is about telling you that I believe everything's going to go south because it appears that everything's going to go south. Anyway, so we got on one hand, we got media that I think is downplaying just how bad things are. And on the other hand, we've got people who, man, if you've got a sponsor and you talk about your sponsor, then whatever you say must not be true. That's essentially what this guy was telling me. You know, I want to believe what you're saying about the stock market going down but I know that that benefits you, so I can't believe it. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, does it always have to be like that? Does everything have to be mutually exclusive? Is it only going to be, is it only going to be real if if there's no no positives, folks? This is my job. This is how I support my my family. Okay, 
I would love to be independently wealthy and just be able to come on here and talk to you guys and not have sponsors and not ask for donations, not get a penny and just focus on the truth. It wouldn't change my show, by the way. The only part that would change there is that then all of a sudden I'm talking about gold. I would still probably recommend these three companies, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's the funny part. But um, I would be talking about gold and saying go buy gold, but I wouldn't have to put in a one minute, you know, a 60 second clip about trying to get you to go to jdrucker.com slash gold to take advantage of the vetting that I've done to work with one small, one medium, and one large company, your choice between the three, jdrucker.com slash gold. Okay, so let's get to, that was, that was the intro. Let me see if I've got enough time in this segment to get to the first article uh, describing how things are going according to this. And this is, if you've been listening to me for a while, this isn't brand new, but we have to reiterate and we have to keep hammering a lot of this stuff down, especially when new de- details emerge and this part was new to me. Big banks, and this is by, uh, from Natural News, uh, Arsenio Toledo. Big banks team up to launch digital wallet that can compete with PayPal and Apple Pay. Are you ready for your digital wallet social credit score enforcement? <laughs> and that really is, you know, we're going to see this stuff creeping in. Little bits and pieces. It's going to happen incrementally, okay? It's going to happen incrementally with the digital dollar, central bank digital currencies, social credit scores, anything where they can take more and more control over your finances, they're going to do it bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. They're going to normalize it. They're going to creep it in there so that many people don't understand. That's why it's important to know this stuff. According to the article, seven of the United States' largest banks, including Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and J.P. Morgan Chase, are teaming up to create a new digital wallet service that they hope can challenge the dominance of PayPal and Apple Pay. These seven banks claim that this new product will allow shoppers to pay at merchants' online checkout with a wallet that will be linked to their debit and credit cards. Let's just stop right there. PayPal, Apple Pay, you can link those to your debit or credit cards already. So right right off the bat, they're being disingenuous. Mornings are coming on strong with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. I feel like Buster Loose. Uh. Dark and bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Ready to embark on your journey to success? Discover your path at Houston Christian University. Our degree programs offer a wide range of courses led by expert faculty designed to allow you to reach your goals and find your calling. Whether you're drawn to the art of business, the precision of healthcare, or the world of engineering, HCU provides the tools for success. Open the doors to a higher education. Your journey starts at Houston Christian University. Learn more at hc.edu. That's hc.edu. Let's continue. The digital wallet will be managed by Early Warning Services, a bank-owned company and the parent company of a money transfer service, Zelle. One of the main goals of the bank is to introduce a service that can successfully take a chunk of the market in digital wallet services away from PayPal and Apple Pay. These banks are worried that the continued domination of these two services in the field could cause more of their customers to shy away from traditional banking services. Now, that's not true. That's not true. I'm not saying that the writer's not true. I'm saying what they're saying there is not true. This is an excuse. It's just an excuse. It's a, it's, it's a way for you 
to suspend disbelief in what you know. And again, we go back to their push to get corporate media to echo their sentiment. Okay. This was, uh, <laughs> okay. So that one's not corporate media. That one is demonicapple.com. I'm not even going to click on it. I don't want to know, but I, <laughs> I get the idea here. They're lying when they say that this is about, you know, making, you know, of course we want to do this because this will help us to keep more people with our banking services. That's just not true. This comes down to the very near future public private partnerships that will be, you know, basically tie in the U.S. government and other governments, by the way, the Fed and the banks, the bigger banks, bigger financial institutions across the board, get them all tied into, into a public private partnership that will be used to implement the digital dollars central bank digital currency, and to have near complete control over your finances. It's all coming together, exactly as we've been saying for a long time, by the way. not trying to toot my horn here, but this we've predicted this type of stuff would be happening months, years ago. Early warnings, back to the article. Earning warning uh, services confirmed to media outlets that it plans to launch this digital wallet service by the end of this year, 2023. Digital Wallet unlikely to make a dent on PayPal and Digital Apple's market share for some time. Now, that's debatable. We'll see. Because making a dent, it's not like, again, there's no mutual exclusivity here. You can have PayPal and Apple Pay and early warning services, the bank's version of those. You can have them all. It's not like you have, oh, well, which one am I going to pick? You know, they don't need to make a dent in PayPal or Apple Pay. They don't need you to stop using PayPal or Apple Pay. They just need you to be using theirs. Because at some point, when they force it upon us, not us as in you and me, but force it upon most Americans to utilize the central bank digital currency, the digital dollar through their apps, that's when they got them. That's when they will be forced to, if they want access to their money, they're going to be forced to comply, to be docile, to be obedient. Of course, you and I, we won't be. That's all right. We're not going to be obedient. After the break, we'll talk about stocks and the dollar. So stay tuned. Folks, the majority of our pharmaceuticals, the ingredients in them come from China, they are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We're already seeing supply chain issues. Pharmacies are running low on a lot of things. And if the crap hits the fan, as a lot of us think it may in the very near future, you will want antibiotics. And the best way to get that is to go to jdrucker.com slash meds. You'll be able to get a teleconference with an actual doctor, and then they'll send you meds. They'll send you like five different versions or types of antibiotics for the different ailments that could that could hit us these are great for long-term storage you will you will want them and it's one of those things where if you if you need them then you'll want them if you don't need them then at least you'll have them so and here's the thing if you don't have them you're almost certainly going to need them at least sometime in the near future so jdrucker.com slash meds Next segment, we're going to have a guest on, uh, Miss Christy Lee, Mrs. Christy Lee, uh, independent journalist, former anchor, uh, lead anchor at multiple, multiple local 
stations across the country, including here in California. Uh, now she's down in Austin working independent, working you know, a little bit with InfoWars, a little bit with some other people. It's uh, She seems to be heading in the right direction. And she's one of the those who has, I would say she's kind of a victim of the very thing that we're talking about today. One of the things we're talking about as far as the the way that corporate media is pushing narratives instead of news. They're pushing an agenda instead of the truth. And that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, but but thankfully there are more and more journalists, true journalists like Christy Lee, who are coming out and and uh doing their thing, you know, just working, right? But they're working in a way that uh that is independent. And that's what we need more of. It's one of the reasons why we're going to be launching very soon, very soon, going to be launching discern.tv. Super excited about that. Um, and my producer for the show, finally, it looks like finally going to get that going next week. Uh, I know that we've been trying to get everything solidified as far as we want to make sure that we're on at exactly 2 p.m. You know, I've got to get consistent. We know that. And I apologize for being late again today, but we have to we're we're, we're doing the best we can. And it looks like things are getting better. Thanks to the the perspective the the hopefully very, very soon, Lord willing, very soon having a producer who can help to get all this organized and keep me on time so that you can't expect me at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11, 11 a.m. Pacific every day, as well as 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific every day, as well as we have been very consistent with the, uh, the uh, play of the show uh, on America Out Loud talk radio at 8 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I don't know why I get my time zones screwed up so badly. So, but we are trying to get better. Uh, one of the things that we've wanted to, or that we've noticed here in the last couple of years is that, like I said, corporate media is reporting about bad economic news, but they're not reporting it nearly as well as they should be. They're not reporting the truth. They're kind of downplaying the near disaster that we're, that's upon us. And one of the reasons that I'm so very bullish about Physical precious metals, not the paper stuff, not the virtual stuff. That's all crap. I'm talking about actual physical precious metal that you can hold or that you could store in a depository that's sitting there protecting your assets, protecting your wealth, protecting your retirement. The reason that I'm so bullish about it is because all the other markets aren't looking very good. Okay. I mean, let's face it. The, the prospects for, for real estate, for stock market, for, for all the various things. And I'll be sure to ask Christy Lee because I know that she, I don't know if she is still a, a financial advisor, but I know that she spent some time doing that. So we'll get her perspective on both the journalistic side of it as well as the, the economic side of it. But with that said, I'm extremely bullish about these physical precious metals. And in particular, when it comes to protecting wealth or retirement, I'm a huge fan of self-directed precious metal IRAs. Uh, and you can learn more about why. I don't want to, uh, I'm not here to do a sales pitch, but if you want to learn why I am so bullish on self-directed IRAs, you can go to jdrucker.com slash IRA, jdrucker.com slash IRA. One of the many, many, many reasons that I am like that is because of the current state of the stock market and the future state, more importantly. There's an article over at Zero Hedge, and the funny part is this actually comes from Bloomberg macro strategist Simon White. I like to use uh, Tyler Durden, who is very good from a financial perspective knowledge-wise. I like to use him as a uh, 
filter because I don't like to read Reuters or Bloomberg or any of those places. That there's just too much, too much leftism, too much wokeism. He does seem to cut through and find the stories we actually need to hear. So this one is titled "U.S. Stocks uh, Face 25% More Downside in Deep Recession." It's, it's already bad, and it sounds like it's getting worse. According to the article by Simon White, U.S. stocks are vulnerable to a further decline of as much as 25% from a deeper-than-anticipated U.S. recession. And when he says deeper-than-anticipated, that's that's Bloomberg speak for deeper than they've been talking about. But the reality is many people have been anticipating, many bankers even, central bankers have been anticipating a deep recession for a long time. Um, Ebullient markets are marking down the odds of a recession. Quote, immaculate dis- t- disinflation, end quote, is the current zeitgeist where inflation continues to slow and the U.S. experiences only a mild recession or avoids one altogether. But, but, there's always a but, but markets are not economies. While there are uh, feedback loops between the two, just because the market is gunning for a softer outcome will not necessarily make it so. The data show, number one, a recession this year is highly likely. Number two. It would be deeper than anticipated. Number three, stocks will face quite significant downside, but to be limited by a potential steep Fed cutting cycle. So we'll see how that all plays out. Back to the article, recession prediction is not easy. Many indicators are useful for gauging recession risk, but they cannot be, or but they can be inconsistent and give false signals. However, combining indicators together and noting when many of them uh, expect a recession at the same time gives a much stronger signal. Today, multiple indicators are flashing recession, the latest being Monday's release of the conference board's leading index, giving a high degree of confidence the U.S. will enter one this year. It is likely to be a worse recession than currently expected. The steep inversion of the yield curve has been used to posit the recession will be severe. However, There's not a particularly strong relationship between the yield curve and recession depth. What does have a more significant relationship is the peak to through, uh, peak to trough decline in the three month to 10 year yield, 10 year yield curve. The current fall in the curve would put the maximum trough in real GDP at 5%, which is the average drop for recessions over the last 50 years. Look. I don't need to tell you that there's a lot of of uh, volatility in the stock markets. I don't have to tell you that there's all sorts of weird shenanigans happening in the housing market and has been for quite some time. I don't have to tell you that most investments are are at risk. Uh, some of them are going to do well. If you're in crypto, hey, maybe you've been doing well the last week and a half. But will there be another huge dip? If you owned, if you owned crypto, if you bought your crypto like a year ago, we'll say a year, we'll say November 2021. I think that was approximately the peak, right? November 2021. If you owned your your you bought your crypto then because it was looking like it's so good, you lost like like 60-70% at this point. That's not good. Stock market, you've lost a ton. Out of your wealth, out of your retirement. But with gold and silver. You don't. You haven't lost. And they do continue to go up, at least as of as of right now. Things still continue to look look brighter and brighter. Gold is over 1900 right now. So 
I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not even an economist of any sort, okay? But I do keep my finger on the pulse. And I do have a strong desire to keep as many people in the good as possible. And again, this goes back to the same reasons with vaccines. The fewer people that are beholden to government to maintain their their financial status, to maintain their, to, to be able to, to essentially retire, to live off of the their their life savings, the hard work they've spent, you know, for however long, the ability to keep as few people beholden to government as possible, it is, it's a benefit to all of us. We need people to be able to have strong, strong retirement, strong wealth protection. Right now, that's physical precious metals. And again, when it comes to retirement itself, I'm a huge fan of self-directed IRAs, J.D. Rucker, dot com slash ira that's it i'm not gonna i'm done pitching it because at this stage you either believe me or you don't you're either reading the tea leaves or you're reading somebody else's tea leaves you're either seeing the writing that i'm seeing on the wall or you're not looking at the wall or you can't read it or whatever because this is not the direction that a healthy economy takes that doesn't even get us started on central bank digital currencies that doesn't even get us started on the manufactured crisis, crises, I should say, that are happening all across the world. Ready to embark on your journey to success? Discover your path at Houston Christian University. Our degree programs offer a wide range of courses led by expert faculty designed to allow you to reach your goals and find your calling. Whether you're drawn to the art of business, the precision of healthcare, or the world of engineering, HCU provides the tools for success. Open the doors to a higher education. Your journey starts at Houston Christian University. Learn more at hc.edu. That's hc.edu. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. Mycomputercareer.edu. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to appreciate the fact that you have people like Klaus Schwab and George Soros who want this this parity in the world. They don't want there to be a United States superpower. They don't want us to be any better than anybody else. They don't believe in American exceptionalism. As a matter of fact, they're working very hard to take us down. Not just economically, but in, in every regard. Because in their mind, in their vision, there is this one world government that has 10 regional powers. And those regional powers are essentially equal. And that, you know, there's, there are two ways to make that happen. They could try to lift everybody up to our level, or they could take us down. Now, which is easier? You really think that you could take... Many of these, these and I shouldn't say many, any of these places, even if you want to look at like Europe, you really think that you could take Europe and raise them up economically speaking to the same level to be on a level playing field with the United States of America? No, you would have to take us down. They know that. That's what they're working toward. And I do believe, I'm a firm believer, 
and the notion that the Biden-Harris regime, as well as pretty much all of the Democrats, as well as an uncomfortable number of Republicans in office today, they are working towards that end. They're they're going to be protected. They feel like they're going to be they're going to be covered. They're going to be amongst the elite. The rest of us are going to be made to suffer. They want social credit scores. They want you to owe nothing. And they, they don't believe that you're actually going to be happy. They're just telling you that. Because I guess happiness is relative, relative right? If everybody is equally miserable, then technically speaking, everybody is equally happy as well. That happiness is low, but hey, you're in the top, top 10%. You're just a little bit less miserable than some other people, but you're still miserable. And that's the direction they're taking us. Let's get Ivory Hecker on. I'm going to cut this segment short. Let's get Ivory on. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk to her about some of this stuff. And then when we come back after that, I've got some cool stuff. So. There's a reason Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, and the globalist elites want your life savings locked in IRAs and other portfolio management schemes that they control. They can keep your money tied up in woke ESG funds, even if doing so will lose you money. Patriots are quickly moving their investments to self-directed IRAs backed by physical precious metals. Unfortunately, most companies that work in this field are beholden to Democrats the Chinese Communist Party, the WEF, and others who are pushing us toward a digital dollar. I have identified three precious metals companies that believe in America first. These companies make it easy for you to move your retirements and investment to a self-directed IRA backed by physical precious metals. Go to jdrucker.com slash gold. That's jdrucker.com slash gold. Yeah, our next guest is somebody that I've been following for, I wouldn't say a long, long time. She actually hit my radar approximately, we'll say, six or seven months ago. I don't remember the exact time, but I remember when it happened. She was doing a a, um, a story. Uh, I believe it was for InfoWars, Bandop Video. She was doing a story about the uh, um, these AI robots that were taking over airports and you know doing your facial scans and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is that? heck is this and i started looking more into it talked to my my partner my technically my boss over at the liberty daily he's like oh yeah i love christy lee she's the best so it's like okay cool so i started following her her stuff turned out to be absolutely fantastic and i thought you know what i need to get her on here uh find out her story and see where she's going because this is somebody that that the world needs somebody that america needs to be watching so i'm very blessed pleased and honored to have Christy Lee joining us today. Christy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And I got to say that the admiration is mutual. Um, I know my mom has been following Liberty Daily for years. And the only time I get feedback from my mother about my content is like, I saw your link on Liberty Daily. Like that is the only time I like get feedback. Okay, great. Thanks, mom. I'm glad you actually watched it. 
because it was on Liberty Daily. <laughs> well, that's that is awesome. <laughs> I'm blushing here. Um, for those listening on radio, it's like, wow, that's that's great. You know, we do get these stories from time to time. We had something similar from Wayne Allen Root uh, a few weeks ago, where he's just like, just talking about how his relatives like calling him up and saying, "Dude, you're on the Liberty Daily," and he's like, "Yeah, I know." He takes it to him. He's like, "Wait a second. You know the guys of the Liberty Daily?" <laughs> I'm sitting here telling my wife, "Yeah, hey, I've got Wayne Allen Root on." Uh, it's like, really? Anyway, um, it is funny how those of us who are, I would say, smaller in in the uh, conservative media sphere, but uh, perhaps bigger than we we know, and I think that you qualify for sure as that type of person. Again, I've been following your stuff, and I was very impressed with the way that you handle everything. Then I started looking into you, and it's like, oh, no wonder. Okay, this is not just some somebody who who came out there and oh hey I'm going to be a podcaster. You know, you've actually you've actually although been it feels like next. that sometimes. Like okay, how does this work? I'm still lost. I had a career before this, and I threw it all away for what am I doing? <laughs> well, you threw it all away, but here's the thing, and I I hope that you agree with this statement. We are sometimes our greatest blessings come at us as what we think are are bad. You know, something drives us. You know, I owned a company um, all the way up until 2017 when I finally just decided I can't just sit back and do nothing and make a whole lot of money. I got to figure out how to get myself involved. So I think I was blessed enough to be able to sell my half of the company to my partner. And the rest is history. I was doing I was doing advertising. Okay, (laughs) just like like six years ago. Now everything has turned politics, culture, faith and all that stuff. You up until very recently or relatively recently you were in you were basically in bed with the enemy you were working yeah. with corporate media and it disgusted you why don't you tell the audience take as much time as you need tell us introduce christy lee to to my world here at the jd rucker show okay um so basically it all started as a annoying kid that uh liked to talk to people ask a lot of questions um look around the corner of walls to see what my parents were talking about, <laughs> things like that. Um, I loved writing short stories, things like that. So my parents started calling me a little reporter. Um, I begged to go to public school. Uh, 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 it's a regret I have to this day because I was homeschooled and I, I was, I've always been so fascinated by people and how different they can be. So I saw those kids standing at the bus stop and, and begged and begged to go to school. And so I finally did go to school and play school, uh, if you will, in high school. And um, I I started, this is also a running joke. I started out in all honors classes based on my test scores, but I was so distracted by all of the social aspect of things. I'm in every yearbook picture of every club. <laughs> and, and I went from honors to like advanced to then just regular classes by my senior year. Um, so it's a kind of a running joke in my family, like, yeah, public school made you stupider, <laughs> you know. Um, but when I was in public school, there was a lot of, and this is such a phenomenon that I also come across. There was a lot of, you know, high school counselors, college counselors that when I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a stab at being a reporter. Cause you know, that, that people used to call me little reporter and the advisors would discourage actually, and be like, well, that's extremely competitive. You know, maybe you want to do something else. And I was like, well, you know, only 2% of people actually make it on TV and are successful. This was at that time. Now it's, now it's not so bad. Um, but 
I, I went ahead and was like, well, if I fail, I'll, I'll have a fallback and it's fine. Um, and, but it was those people that doubted me that motivated me. Like I was like, I'm going to prove to them that I can do this. And so I, during college, I, I did the new, the college news station. I was the anchor for the college news station. And I was also working in the family business. This is a weird one as a stockbroker. My parents own a financial firm, so I was able to take the tests, the Series 7, 66, those in finances would be familiar with those things. And I was working as a stockbroker and then reporting. Uh, that's kind of how I was able to break into the field uh, television-wise because I had done some print media before that. And then um, in 2008, we all know what happened with the economy. That was like a third, if not more, of what people were talking about in the news. So that really helped me break into the business at that time, which was more difficult than it is now. Uh, that's a whole other subject. But um, I, I started out as a one-man band, shooting, produce, you know, producing, shooting, interviewing, all of the things. That's what we used to call it. I think they call it multimedia journalist now, but at the time they called it a one-man band. And I just worked through in my hometown. I ended up working at every single station over the course of my career um, until I got the lead anchor position in my hometown. Um, it was a great experience, very, very busy doing emceeing charity events, um, all, all of the things. But I was, if you will, kind of like hometown sweetheart, but I was frustrated. There was things that were bothering me about the what news had become social media during my time of being a news anchor really entered the scene i kind of saw the progression to the point that every news station i worked out since worked at since the integration of social media would have a tv screen in their newsroom and it would show who is leading in engagement across competition and also individually so we were all put on this board encouraged to compete for engagement and likes. And that was a big thing. And I, I'm competitive. <laughs> so I realized that if I posted an investigative piece that I had put a lot of work into, um, I would get some engagement, you know, which was always a little bit disappointing because it's like, man, I worked on this investigative piece for two weeks and it's, you know, not getting as much engagement as I want. Um, but if I went to Sonic on my dinner break and tried out their new pickle slush and took a selfie with it, I would shoot to the top of the social media board. And, and then there were these meetings where they'd be like, you know, you guys got to be more like Christy. She's number one on the, on the social media chart every week. And, um, and so I am ashamed to admit that I was working the system to be number one. But as I reflected on that, I'm like, this is what we've become. <laughs> As a society that like selfies with a slushy will get you more likes and, and engagement than news. I'm supposed to be here for news. I went to school for this. I've been working so hard for this for years. So that was one of the first things that I felt uncomfortable with. Then I started to notice this trend of when we would do our news stories. Well, let's make sure we talk to this person for the interview because they're advertising with us. Um, the worst thing I ever saw was... There was an investigative piece being done on, um, I don't want to say, I still to this day don't want to say, but it was a, a place that we were competing with, with other affiliates for to have a partnership, um, 
for the end for the end of the year we'll we'll call it the end of the year celebration that was um a holiday celebration that was um uh, competing for sponsorships and there was an investigative piece putting being done on this place and they ended up calling it off and it was so clearly because they were afraid to lose that sponsorship they wanted the sponsorship and if we had exposed what was going on we would have lost the sponsorship so that was the worst thing i'd ever seen I started to, because I entered the business, because I'm very curious, I started to get just... Ready to embark on your journey to success? Discover your path at Houston Christian University. Our degree programs offer a wide range of courses led by expert faculty designed to allow you to reach your goals and find your calling. Whether you're drawn to the art of business, the precision of healthcare, or the world of engineering, HCU provides the tools for success. Open the doors to a higher education. Your journey starts at Houston Christian University. Learn more at hc.edu. That's hc.edu. As a contractor, I choose Hardy Fiber Cement because I've seen it outperform wood-based siding and other hard siding materials. The high-quality craftsmanship translates into beautiful and durable results that leave our customers at GFidel extremely satisfied. Using Hardy Siding has significantly reduced my callbacks and warranty claims, too. At James Hardy, we're here to support you. From training materials to resources that can help you generate a greater profit. Learn more about growing your business with us at jameshardy.com build unsettled. Like I I was bored, essentially. Um, We did the same stories on repeat every year. Uh, Of course, I I pitched in what I could with investigative pieces and things like that. But there was so much corruption, even at the local level of it, what you could do on an investigative piece. I had worked and and gotten police reports and, and crossed all my T's and dotted all my I's on a piece on, on bullying in a, in a local school. And, um, this mother trusted me, shared all these police reports. The evidence was all there of how horribly her son was being bullied. And just before my story ran, the news director met with the superintendent of that school without me there. And the story was called off. So essentially they bullied the mother and ended up bullying the mother out of wanting for me, me to release the story. So there's just so much corruption at even the local level. And it really kind of gave me this perspective of how the, these things and these these relationships can affect us being an advocate for the public and us being able to tell the truth. So I I had an agent out of New York who'd been pushing to get me out of my hometown for, for years. And I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. My kids are at the ages. If, if I wait any longer... It's going to be harder to move. So um, he found me a a great gig in the Central Valley of California. And um, it was kind of like on this track to to kind of push me into network. Um, There was kind of a plan involved. And so I went to the Central Valley of California, Fresno, and I was the lead anchor there. And I was all excited to, wow, I get to learn about a new community. I get to dig in somewhere else. And uh, that was in March of uh, 2020. <laughs> and we all know what became the news that year. <laughs> so suddenly, when I thought I was going to be able to have all these different stories, we were all clearly parroting the same thing, which we now hilariously have video of all these anchors saying the same thing. There was the ticker. There were certain things we were allowed to talk about. Uh, I noticed that... My scripts 
that my producers uh, passed down to me uh, didn't have sources. I was like, where's the source on this? <laughs> so I was having to already with a ton on my plate, look and find the sources for the information. Even if it was just like, maybe as I'm trying to give an example, if it said, uh, it is, it is recommended that you, that you get the shot. It, it, I would, it would just say that. And, and I would be like, okay, well, who is it recommended by? Okay. The C, so I would at least change it to the CDC is recommending. And then you can, as the viewer, decide whether you trust the CDC or not. But the fact that a lot of these sentences were just written and it's like coming from me, that's not acceptable. I also noticed that there was adjectives galore in all of my scripts. I'm like, why are there so many qualifiers in this sentence? This is ridiculous. So I did what I could as an anchor as far as like removing adjectives, trying to give the other side. But there were certain cases that there was only so much that we can do. In the news world, there was something called a package, and that's a self-contained video that might come down from national. So at the time, I was working at a Sinclair affiliate. And a Sinclair package would come down, a national piece, and it's self-contained. And it w- there was one in particular that was just so shockingly and appallingly bad that um, I had to rewrite my intro. That's the only things that you have control over as an anchor when you're when you're tossing to this self-contained piece. So I had to basically rewrite my my intro and rewrite my tag to try and bring it some balance. But I was just so disgusted with the piece that I took it line by line and to to point out what was wrong with it. Thankfully, at the time, my news director was on board and he's like, yeah, I I don't. This is bad. You know, I'm going to send it up to corporate with your notes, but I won't really out you. And so we were trying to balance the news out, bring the balance. And and there was just there was resistance. Eventually, my advocate in my news director who saw this as a problem, he ended up getting fired. And it was supposedly for some other workers claim dispute or something. Well, a month after that, Sinclair announced that they were laying off hundreds, thousands across the country due to the pandemic. And um, I was on that list of being laid, of someone being laid off. So. Um, I know that there's others in my place that have been able to kind of do these sensational drop the drop the mic moments and 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 quit. My story's different. I I was laid off. Um, I had three kids, no family in California. I, I, there were plenty of times that I felt like I didn't feel good about having to put my face in front of what the news had become, but I just didn't feel like it would be a responsible thing to just up and quit. Um, so. God gave me an out. <laughs> That's what I what I say. Um, now, was it an easy out? No, I mean it was stressful. I was out, I moved across the country from Ohio to California, um, at, and three kids as a single mom at the time. And you know, but I I did feel good that that God gave me an out because I I definitely wasn't happy in that position. Well, I kind of went from that to reaching out to a lot of alternative media. And it was funny, my my mom also was a huge fan of InfoWars for many years. And over the years, as I was a news anchor, she would send me stuff. And I'm like, yeah, right, mom. Like, that's it's conspiracy. <laughs> I, mean, um, I just honestly didn't really have time to look into the credibility of some of these other reports because I was just 
you're very overworked. You are very overworked in, in the news business. They continue to try and do more with less. Um, so, uh, I was like, okay, sh- fine. I'll, I'll tell my story. I'll send it to a bunch. And so I did, I sent it to a bunch. I heard back from OAN and I heard back from InfoWars <laughs> and, um, I, I had a great like over hour conversation with OAN, but ultimately it, I, I had to get out of California. I, I, I had just spent California. Well, you know, <laughs> it was the worst of, of the pandemic in restrictions and my kids and I couldn't even send my kids to school because of all of that. And so I had to get out of California. So I was in talks with um, InfoWords, but they never told me if there would be any kind of job for me. I didn't know if I wanted a job with them, but I essentially, I went in um, to meet with them and uh, I came on as a, essentially a whistleblower to what was happening. I mean, here I am a, you know, over 20 year veteran of traditional news corporate controlled news, what I like to call it now, and kind of came on as a whistleblower. And then I was able to like work out uh, a situation where they essentially became my sponsor. I I did some reporting for them, but was able to keep my independence. Um, And then I I also learned a lot, you know, working uh, around those people and um, kind of was part of my own awakening process. It also kind of gave me the some direction because here I was someone that, yes, I wrote my scripts and I rewrote my scripts a lot of the times because I never wanted to be in one of those compilations where I was saying the same thing as everyone else. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was all very organized. I had a prompter, you know, uh, when it was time for for the newscast. And so all of a sudden I was thrust into this world where like, hey, you want to cover this Infowars show? It's Three hours long. There's there's no notes. There's no prompter. <laughs> you can talk about whatever. I'm like I can talk about whatever I want. What? Like it, it was. It, I'll tell you, it was very uncomfortable at first, which tells a lot. Tells people a lot about freedom in general. When you get so comfortable with like essentially being told what to do in a system, that once you're given total freedom, it's like whoa. Like what do I do with this? You know. Um. So it has been a growing process that I'm I'm still working on and getting a handle on as far as this whole different world. I, I was very, you know, I, I put a lot of work, time, effort into my skill, you know, as a news anchor, um, even able to win many awards from the Associated Press, which I'm sure they'd love to take away from me now. But, you know, I, I even got like Ohio's Best Anchor Award from the Associated Press. So that was something I I put work into and I knew this is this is a whole different world for me that I'm still still learning. But one of the things that I did uh, as I was working with them is I put out a segment called Media Malfeasance. And I was like, I think I want to make this a regular thing. But can I make it a regular thing? I'm like, can I can I pick out some some stories every week to basically give news analysis to and be able to educate people how they're being lied to, what what the news is really up to. I'm like, well, I have enough material to do that every week. <laughs> it's like hilarious because every week I'm so flooded with so many examples. Um, my tagline in that is bringing you what's ignored, sensationalized, misleading, or just plain false. And so I really look for those stories that the corporate news is pushing. And I try in in a fun and entertaining way explain to people how it's misleading or what the news is ignoring or what they're over hyping, sensationalizing, um, or what they're just 
flat out lying about. So I, I've had fun with that. And it's funny. I, it's just, I didn't know if I would ever have enough material. And now I'm constantly like cutting tons just to keep it with it, like under 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been fun for me and something that I've been able, I think, to make my own. So is awesome. And it's funny because I am, I am the exact opposite. Okay. So, so as far as with, uh, what you're saying with, you know, get the script, I, I have so much admiration for for anchors for people i have a good friend who does a show and his entire show he's got the, he's got the teleprompters it shows you know he's gets the story written he helps to write it he works with his writers and he can sit there and carry an hour-long show from there and i'm you know you give me four hours and no you know just just go talk i'll talk okay you you give me 30 seconds and in, in the script i'm just like no, it was either my wife or somebody else. No, it was my old producer who said, you know that when you read from a script, you sound a lot like Captain Kirk from the Starship <laughs> Enterprise because you sound like you're trying to enunciate, but you're enunciating completely wrong and taking weird pauses. And did you ever learn to read, J.D.? And it's like, well, no, I, I mean, I guess... I guess not. So <laughs> I I have so much admiration for that. Um, and with that said, we have to go to break, but I just wanted to take note that today's show is brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, so <laughs> brought to you by Pfizer. Okay, so comedy was not my thing either. You, it's your thing. And by the way, I have to note anybody who hasn't watched your stuff when you when you know you're talking about serious issues, but sometimes you take it in an area that you definitely couldn't have done through corporate television okay you'll throw on a wig you'll talk to yourself and all of a sudden you put together the most hilarious clip i've seen in in weeks and it's great we might actually play one of those here later but first we got to go to the break um so let's do that we'll be right back anyone who's familiar with my show or listen to my show before knows that I am a, a very huge proponent of preparedness. Uh, I haven't always been. I didn't become a prepper until really 2021. But since then, I've been working diligently to find companies that offer the things that we need. And if the crap hits the fan, I want to be ready for it. And I want you to be ready for it, too. I've picked up some sponsors for long-term storage food, for precious metals, for, for solar power. I've got a candle sponsor. We've got you know, uh, antibiotics for for storage, just in case the the pharmaceutical supply chain goes down. We got med kits, nutraceuticals, um, natural survival. We got guns and ammo. You can buy them buy them by going to jdrucker.com slash prepare. jdrucker.com slash prepare. Bug out bags, the works. So so stock up now while you still can. My good friend, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he left us way too early. So sad that he is gone, uh, but his legacy does continue. We do still support his foundation. We still support his company that is still benefiting the, the masses across the world. Those who have either been jabbed or maybe you've been been um, exposed to those who may be shedding on you. That's uh, becoming more and more likely as being the case more times you're jabbed, the worse off you are, and the more you're likely to shed on others. Now, even if you've never been jabbed, you're not around other people very often, 
you should still consider getting Z Detox or Z Stack Life Protocol, either one. Both of them will help your immune system. It's been demonstrated by scientists, demonstrated by doctors, including Dr. Zev Zelenko. So go to ZStackLife.com slash freedom. That's ZStackLife.com slash freedom and get Z Detox or Z Stack Life Protocol today. Ready to embark on your journey to success? Discover your path at Houston Christian University. Our degree programs offer a wide range of courses led by expert faculty designed to allow you to reach your goals and find your calling. Whether you're drawn to the art of business, the precision of healthcare, or the world of engineering, HCU provides the tools for success. Open the doors to a higher education. Your journey starts at Houston Christian University. Learn more at hc.edu. That's hc.edu. We are back with Christy Lee from, well, everywhere. Okay, When I first saw her, I saw her on InfoWars. I believe it was. This is either InfoWars or Bandout Video, which is essentially the same thing. Um, but yeah, it was it was great stuff. Then I found out that she's got a whole lot of other things going. Tell me, Christy, what do you have going? What are your projects? What are your plans? Maybe anything in the future? Um, I don't even know. Do you have a, a podcast? I don't listen to podcasts, which is odd since I'm a podcaster, but... But do you have you know various shows that you got going on? Tell us what is Christy Lee doing today and hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. You know, a lot of times I feel like I'm drowning. You know, there's the whole saying of starving artist. Well, what about starving podcaster? You know, uh, still trying to figure out how this works. Going from working my way up to having a production team to back me to suddenly being thrust into a world where I'm being asked to be a marketer, a tech expert, a <laughs> advertiser. Um, it is definitely come with its own set of challenges. And so I'm just doing what I can to survive and I'm trying to find creative ways to bring it all together. Uh, something that a lot of people might not know about me is, um, I actually have a collaboration with TikTok. I know Chinese, uh, but my, it's Mine is with the company that that broadcasts on TikTok. And so I'll do live shows about wigs. I'm not wearing a wig right now. Don't worry. (laughs) But it's just just funny. I fell into it because with my skills in hosting and delivery, um, I've had to pick up these kind of side jobs. And this is just something that turned into the weirdest thing um, that I do live shows about wigs a couple hours a day uh, at just, again, as a way to bring in extra income because, you know, this world, it doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily pay well. <laughs> um, you really have to rely on donations, but in that I have like over 80 wigs now. So I was like, yeah, I got to figure out, you know, I got to start playing with these. <laughs> so as you were talking about earlier um, and seeing some of my recent media malfeasance, I, I'm starting to generate some characters inspired by the leftist world, you know? Uh, so I have leftist Laren. I decided to call her, uh, who, you know, inspired by what people call Karen's. And, um, I haven't named the newest one, the blue, her, the blue haired, uh, gender neutral. <laughs> I'm a wreck that, uh, came out in last year and last week's meaning malfeasance. Um, but I'm just trying to have some fun with that. I mean, let's face it. You know that when you dive into this world, you're listening to hours of podcast, reading a ton for your own content, that it can get depressing. It, it, it can get, feel very defeating. Um, it's exposing yourself to just how bad it is. So I want to bring my theater experiences and some comedy and entertainment to this just to help balance out the, the information we need to know. Um, with 
with making it not quite so depressing and being able to laugh at the absurdity of what is going on today. So that's something I'm playing around with. Let me know. I'm welcome to feedback if if that's something that you like and want to see more of. Uh, But in addition to that, I have a, a fairly new collaboration with American Faith Media. And that is headed by Pastor Phil Hudson's Hatson Pillar. It's a tough one. Uh, and he is um, actually there in California. And he was one of the churches there that refused to shut down during the lockdown. And, and out of that came the creation of American Faith Media. And he was looking to expand into more video elements. And um, I went out there and we talked about what could be a cool project. And, and basically what we came up with is what is now Christy Lee's Daily Brief. And um, it is supposed to be, the goal is to be around five minutes, Monday through Friday, and uh, telling viewers the the top headlines, essentially, what you need to know. But the way that I approach it is I'm like, okay, well, we really want to make warriors, truth warriors, right? And the whole concept of teaching is to tell somebody what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them, right? So I kind of use that as my inspiration for how I structure my daily briefs. I intro what I'm about to to tell them that I think is important for the day to know and um, tell them. And, and then I do like a today's takeaways or to sum up um, where I kind of have a sentence for each topic. I try and make those fun and entertaining as much as possible. There's a, a plenty of sarcasm in, <laughs> in the delivery, um, but it's important information. And I think that we should be informed. And if, and I know that people need to be informed quickly. So try and keep those around five minutes. Um, I always end up post, you can find those on AmericanFaith.com every day. Um, but you can always find all my content on my website, which is KLIM.news. You can also find it, um, ChristyLeeTV.com, but KLIM.news is maybe an easier way for you to find it because my name is spelled a little bit weird. <laughs> so, so, um, you can find it either way, but, um, I'm also doing interviews. Throughout the week, uh, just interviewed Kevin Sorbo. His his uh, movie ha- is coming out, the Left Behind adaptation, and um, also just interviewed Harmeet Dillon, who's uh, running for the RNC chair. So I try and also have high profile interviews throughout the week. Uh, a lot of mo- a lot of moving parts <laughs> to everything that I'm doing. Um, but those are my my new projects. I'm. I'm still looking to to do more, quite frankly, um, because to be humble, I don't have this all figured out as far as I put a lot of work into what I do, but but getting paid for it <laughs> is a whole whole another animal. So um, I'm, I am looking to see what other collaborations I can make to to survive to make this work. Um, it's been weird to have had, you know, once an agent out of New York and, and he could, he could take care of, you know, fighting for me for, for me to get, get, uh, to survive essentially. Um, but yeah, in my whole process, it's, it's funny that I didn't touch upon that before when I came on InfoWars, I actually called my New York, New York agent, um, just before I was about to appear and, uh, thankfully he didn't answer the phone. So I was able to cop out and write an email, but uh, I've just basically said, Hey, I'm I'm not going to need your services anymore. I'm, I just, I decided that going in this direction is 
not where I want to go. The, the industry has changed too much. I don't feel good about what I'm doing. I thank you so much for everything that you've done for me, but I'm going to go in a different direction. And I pretty much kept it at that because I wanted to protect him. Um, I didn't want him to become a story like, oh, this, this client that he was representing showed up on info or, you know, I didn't want to take him on that road with me because it just didn't seem like a, a thing of integrity. You know, it was an integrity thing for me. Like this is my choice and, and I'm, I want to keep him separate from it. So, um, so yeah, I, I now I'm just in, in this world, this wilderness <laughs> on my own, trying to figure things out. Thankfully. Thankfully, none of us are completely on our own, and I think that everything I've heard, and this is the first time, by the way, for those who are who are curious, well, we, I hadn't talked to Christy before, so all of this, I'm just sitting here like, yeah, uh-huh, you know, because this is all intriguing to me, because I didn't know her story. I knew it loosely, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but now, you know, just hearing it, it does sound like like you are heading in the direction that you're supposed to be heading, and that's the important part here. You know, the world is heading in a very weird direction. Um, it's today's show in general. We're talking a lot about the economy and it was refreshing to hear that you, you actually got started with in the uh, you know, stock market and stuff like that. We're, we're focused obviously here on gold. Now we didn't used to be, by the way, oops, drop my earpiece. We didn't used to be focused on gold at all. Um, I, I was all big on during the Trump years. It's like, Oh, why would you need gold? You know what? Who needs to buy silver? Just, Keep your money in the stock market. Trump will take care of you. And then we switched that up dramatically, um, obviously, because things have just gotten weird the last couple of years. You keep your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening in the world as much as you can. You do your news briefs daily. You do you see what's happening over at InfoWars, over you know, at OAN, at thelibertydaily.com, where people should go check it out. Uh, you, you see all this stuff. So what are you seeing going forward? And before you answer that question, keep in mind that today's episode is brought to you by BlackRock. <laughs> Damn it. See, that's the second time I tried the joke. It just, no, I, 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 I got to give up on those jokes. They just don't work. It's good. <laughs> it, it's, it's unfortunate. There's, there's so many people in the dark that don't realize just how serious all of this is. Um, definitely have always actually in, in my own family business, uh, we'd always encouraged people to have tangible assets and obviously among them gold and silver and um and and any more it, it might sound ridiculous but i mean anything that's tangible assets that can be bartered or, or, or traded in the worst case scenario um i myself have always had some backup food you know just in case that you know obviously the the prepper type food buckets that i've moved from ohio to california to not to texas <laughs> the bucket i don't forget the food buckets you know uh and then i mean in some of this trust me i i'm not practicing everything i preach because i'm just so stinking busy lately but um i want to do more in terms of you know make i make sure you're armed make sure that you have plenty of um ammo. I mean, cause not only is that for your protection, but those can also be things that you can barter and trade with, um, in the future. So, uh, that, that is definitely the number one thing is to have, they always talk about that's, that's the biggest misnomer in the economic world is stockbrokers that would be like, make sure to diversify, but they're all talking about within the same asset class. If you have diversification in stocks, well, you're not truly diversified because it's all on the stock market. So you need to ha- make sure that you're truly 
diversified and you have non-tangible assets, um, if there are ways that you can invest in real estate, you might want to look into something called a, a non-market REIT, a real estate investment trust. That's a way to play in the real estate world with uh, out with you know with less of the liability and less less of the expense. Um, and obviously, you don't want to throw everything into that one thing. You also want to have some insurance-based products like um, annuities. But we have always recommended uh, stay away from variable annuities because of the high fees and how much they are tied to the stock market. So you might look at an equity index annuity. There are those out there that have uh, uh, the propensity to maybe not capture as much of the upside if if the stock market market is doing well, but it has protection to where it won't go below zero. So it's always a good idea to make sure that you have a, a good mixture of, yes, sure, some in the stock market, but you can can play with um, equity index annuities are a great option and also um, real estate products like real estate investment trusts, uh, non-market REITs. Um, and then there's even things like oil and gas leases that you might be eligible for. Obviously, you're going to want to talk to your you know disclaimer. You're going to want to talk to your own uh, advisor. But if your advisor does not know what some of these things are, like energy leases and non-market rates and um, equity index annuities, or if they try and talk them down, then you might want to look at finding a new advisor that actually isn't in touch with what's happening in the world today and and can adjust accordingly to those things. One of the, one of the things we've covered, I believe it was about, no, you know, I can tell you exactly when it was because I remember it was uh, end of November around the end of November, we did a story about a very little discussed um, uh, executive order from the Biden-Harris regime where they were essentially incentivizing financial advisors to push ESG funds as much as possible. And the key there is that not not only were they incentivized, they were incentivized in a way that they were were supposed to push ESG funds even if it lost people money. And so I've been saying for a long time, if you're going to take a financial advisor, you make sure you got a good one. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to embark on your journey to success? Discover your path at Houston Christian University. Our degree programs offer a wide range of courses led by expert faculty designed to allow you to reach your goals and find your calling. Whether you're drawn to the art of business, the precision of healthcare, or the world of engineering, HCU provides the tools for success. Open the doors to a higher education. Your journey starts at Houston Christian University. Learn more at hc.edu. That's hc.edu. Um, is what's going you, on. You, you do, you do financial advising. I assume to to some extent, or maybe all the way. I I know I was we're kind of going off the cuff here, but is that is that true? Are you a financial advisor? I guess is the question. So, um, what, the way that it works is you take you know I, I had taken the sixty six and the seven, and so I was a registered investment advisor, and you need to be you need to have a brokerage house to keep that active. So the longest time that you can keep it on hold is for two years. And so when I was still trying to decide whether I wanted to stay in the financial business or go all in in TV news, um, I kept it on hold. And then I did end up letting that uh, expire, if you will. Um, 
so that I, because they won't, you can't have, you can't do both. It's impossible. So um, obviously, I mean, I have the knowledge base, but I'm not currently investment advising. Um, I am talking in, in, in some collaborations with uh basically promoting other people's um, <clears throat> work if, if I believe in it, but um, I don't have my licenses active any longer. I let those lapse so that I could focus well, on TV news. Well, let's definitely, when you're ready, um, if, if you're ready, let's get some advice from you on who to, who to recommend. Cause I don't have like, people ask me all the time. Whenever I say, Hey, find yourself a good financial advisor. Most of them are terrible uh, because they don't push gold or silver and they, they are pushing into woke stuff. Um, if you got somebody to recommend or whenever you do, let me know so that we can start recommending them. Yeah, I love absolutely. To I want to just good. do plenty of research on this angle. Cause I, I mean, I want, I, I honor the trust that I'm, that people put in me and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm giving good advice. And so, yeah, I will definitely let you know, but as absolutely. far as, as far as like the whole the news thing, um, I am really saddened by colleagues that are still in that world and trying to play in that system where it's just become, you know, propaganda puppets. And, and so I want people to understand to, to, to try and challenge even your local reporters and news anchors. And, but you don't have to do it in a very vindictive way. If you just, if you just say, if you can try and do it in a nicer way, I guess on things where you're disappointed on, on coverage of most of the time it's, it's nationally news related. There's still a lot of good local reports. It's really what's, what's guided is these national narratives, right? Um, so maybe if you just pose questions and comments like, well, Hey, you know, you're in a career where the society of professional journalists says one of the tenets of journalism is to hold those in power accountable. Do you feel like those in power right now are being held accountable? <laughs> you know, and, and what is the news doing to hold those in power accountable right now? I mean, because that is one of the a basic tenets of journalism that you see just so ignored. You know, journalists have become PR representatives for the Biden administration, completely ignoring their tenant, which is to hold them accountable. And um, the other tenant that I spoke to and kind of sparked this whole thing off, even when I was in tradi- traditional journalism, is when the frontline doctors were censored and I had colleagues like cheering this on. And I was in in social media spats, news anchor to reporter, reporter to news anchor, uh, is saying, what do you, how can you cheer this on? One of the tenets of journalism is supposed to be a voice for the voiceless. These this group of people is having their voice actively taken away and you're cheering it on and and you want to spout out think oh misinformation no what happened to both sides uh, sure if you want to say it appears at this time that this minority of doctors have created a coalition that is 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 resisting what the majority of doctors are saying fine but like to ignore them altogether to not give their side at all there's just no justification for that and and it's unprecedented I've always said when it comes to three different groups of people, there's three groups of people that have no excuse. <clears throat> Let me clarify. So, you know, average Joe goes out there um, and they, you know, they, they're weighing and balancing whether or not they want to get the vaccines, whether or not they want to get the masks, do they want to travel, you know, what do they want to do? I don't, you know, they make their, their decisions based upon certain information. Some get very informed, some don't. Okay. Some get inf- good information from good people, some get bad information. But there's three people that don't have an excuse. That is journalists, doctors, 
and politicians because they're the ones that are making decisions, not just on their behalf, but for other people. So they have to be informed before they make recommendations, before they decide, you know, what to cheer for one way or the other. And if they don't, then they have to be very neutral. I mean, that's the only that's the only option here, because if you're not, if you're a journalist and you're saying, oh, we need to quash any doctor that that, uh, you know, doesn't recommend the jabs, then then you're not really a journalist in my book. You're complicit in a in a scam. And it's, and it could go in the other direction, by the way, as well. You know, anybody who says definitively, you know, I'm a journalist, but but, uh, you know, the the uh, vaccines are they are proven to be you know, killing two trillion people or anything like that. That bugs me just as much. Yeah, okay? no, I agree. We don't know. What we don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't we don't know what we don't know at this stage. So we know that chances are seems to be, you know, correlation at the very least. But it looks as if the jabs are killing a whole lot of people. Right. And I can report that. And and I'm okay with that, but I'm not going to go out there and say that, you know, these vaccines, here's what's, here's the deal with them. They were created by aliens and they, they will take you. And if you, you know, depending on how many times you get jabbed by the, by the year 2026, you will have green skin. And this is based upon one doctor out of, out of Switzerland, who's not really a doctor, you know, it's, that's not this. You can't do both or you can't do that either. Anyway, sorry. That was a very, very uh, odd tangent. Oh, I mean, just the brazenness of it, of it is crazy. I mean, you made the joke of like sponsored by Pfizer, but like, seriously, what is it going to take for people to wake up? We have information that we need to relate to our public and our audience who we're supposed to honor and respect. And the fact that you can't really, I mean, you're, you're broaching these subjects and you're saying certain things about this particular topic about Pfizer products. And then you, before you cut to break sponsored by Pfizer, I mean, that's just so blatantly corrupt and and biased, you know, that, that there would be an element of a motivation to talk about this company in a positive way and not fully investigate what you need to. I mean, it's just so brazen. It's kind of like blows my mind. Yeah, it, and it should blow your mind. It should blow everybody's mind. And somebody posted a meme, I think literally this morning, that re- I'd never, it's, it's, I'm sure it's been around for at least the last two years, if not longer. But the meme was, you know, you've got Bill Gates who could say anything he wants about the vaccines, anything he wants about COVID, but there are doctors who can't, you know, and Bill yeah. Gates is obviously not a doctor. And that seems to be the case across the board. It had nothing to do with, somebody's qualifications it had to do with which agenda they were pushing which narrative they were they were abiding by tell us again i know you already said it but but i forgot the, the letters already it's i believe it's k-l-i-m it dot christy, news, it stands for christy lee independent media christy lee independent media so it's k-l-i-m do dot news so k-l-i-m dot news is an easy way to find me if you have trouble spelling my name otherwise i'm christy lee tv on like all of the platforms now, <laughs> True Social, Getter, um, actually Getter, I think I'm just Christy Lee, uh, but Facebook, I could really use some help with Facebook. Facebook is really screwing me over right now. Um, so even if you, you know, you're not real active, um, go over to Facebook and show me some love there. They're completely shadow banning me. Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, so just to stick it to them, if you could head over to my Facebook page and like it, if you haven't already and share some of my content from Facebook, that's one of my largest followings. So that's why I try and keep that as I try and keep that active. Uh, eventually, maybe they will kick me off. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, on pretty much all the platforms, Chris Lee TV. And then if you can't remember that, then just go to my website, klim.news. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-I-G-H. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. And also, um, I'm trying to, uh, get, get some more love on my locals channel. So, um, that is, uh, chrisleytv.locals.com. I believe. Chrisleytv.locals.com. <laughs> or just we'll put all search for me on locals. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, and it's always easy. As long as everybody can go to klim.news, klim.news. And from there, they can get everywhere. That's the easy, you know, I tell people, yeah. Go to jdrucker.com slash find, and that's where I've got everything listed. Um, plus, by telling him like that, like it's it's easier for me because what if I do get banned on Facebook? I'm telling everybody, search for me on Facebook, and they find some guy that's uh, that's uh, pretending to be me, or maybe I was pretending to be him. Who knows? But, uh, you know, at least I can control it there, so having the one page. So yeah. news, and you can find her daily shows, weekly shows, articles wigs whatever you need you'll be able to find it <laughs> no that's not right <laughs> yeah. i'm just teasing it but it's still awesome stuff christy thank you so much for joining me today it's been a very very awesome conversation great thank you for having me let's get you on again very soon and let's talk and i'm saying this publicly so that you know that it's uh that, that i'm not blowing smoke let's talk about discern.tv we're hoping yeah. to launch in february and i'm putting you on the spot by saying that i want you involved so so now you can't say no no i would love to be involved and i love the name you know that is something we all could use right now and we should be praying for is discernment because sometimes the good guys or the people that look like they're the good guys might not be and and so we need to keep an open mind moving forward with with all of the things and have that discernment to to know the difference amen to that amen to that christy thank you so much for being on with me today Folks, if you were listening to this show, watching this show, chances are you have MyPillow products. I'm here to tell you that you need more. And the reason being is, well, twofold. Number one, because there's some amazing sales going on at MyPillow.com right now. But number two, because frankly, they're hurting. I don't want to, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales, I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other other, uh, conservative news outlets that my pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. The vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a my pillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show by going to mypillow.com and using promo code JDR. That's mypillow.com promo code JDR or call 1-800-862-0382. That's 1-800-862-0382. Promo code JDR. Help out two America First companies. For this segment, I'm going to, and I, I know I said I wasn't going to be talking about food shortages, but I was wrong. And technically speaking, I'm not the one that's going to be talking about it. I'm going to turn it over to to uh, the American Journal. Interesting story about chickens, and, well, really about eggs, but also about chickens. It, it's important to know that our, uh, our problems that we're facing, especially when it comes to food, the economy, energy, all that stuff, it is manufactured. This is not happening by accident. This is not... 
just all oh, a perfect storm of random events that are taking no they're doing this on purpose and maybe it's even worse than we thought maybe it's worse than just oh yes they're calling chickens that's already bad enough to be calling tens of millions of chickens be spreading the avian flu probably intentionally but what if they're also trying to take the chickens that you have to protect yourself and uh and make it to where they stop laying eggs. That would be bad, and that seems to be the case. Uh, so I'm going to play this video, and then when we get back, I will close out with the final segment regarding, uh, regarding well, again, just the economy. So so here's, here's InfoWars. Chicken farmers blame tainted feed after hens stop producing eggs. So... As you may know, I've talked about a little bit. We, we have four chickens at our house. They're called Easter egg chickens because the eggs they lay are like blue and green and really pretty. And um, they stopped laying eggs this winter. And my wife was like, yeah, they stopped laying eggs, but that's just like a winter thing. You know, they need to preserve energy. And then when spring comes, they, they start laying eggs again. That sounded pretty reasonable to me. I understand that can, that can happen a little bit. But then there was something very strange that happened. In that we were outside playing the other day, two days ago, and my son uh, started feeding clover to the chickens. So we, we use chicken feed to feed our chickens, and but they love like eating grass and clover and stuff. And so my son was going around and picking up clumps of clover. So the chickens are in like an encaged area of the yard. Um, they don't run around everywhere. Because by the way, just on a quick side note, there was an article on CNN, I think it was CNN yesterday, that was saying – uh, people are getting backyard chickens, but know the health concerns. And everybody's posting that going, oh, they're trying to scare you away from having chickens. You shouldn't be scared from having chickens, but it is a health risk. You understand that, right? My son, when he was like six months old, or maybe a little bit older, maybe like nine months old, actually got salmonella poisoning from interacting with the chickens. So it was very scary. It took a long time to figure out what was going on with him. But like, that's not a, that's not fear mongering. It's just letting you know it is a risk. So I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't share the outrage about that CNN article where they're like, they're trying to tell people not to have chickens. No, you should have chickens, but just know your kid might put their poop in their mouth and then get salmonella. So be warned. But it's the same as like having a dog anyway, right? Any pet is going to have uh, health concerns, but th- that's that's beside the point. So the chickens eat almost nothing but chicken feed, and they don't roam around the yard because after my son got salmonella, we were like, all right, let's put them in a We'll, we'll fence the thing off so they're not, like, pooping on stuff in our yard and our son is then, you know, crawling around in the grass or whatever. So they don't, they don't get to range around and eat whatever they want. We give them chicken feed and they run around in their little chicken run area. Uh, but then my son decided to start feeding them clover. We have clover patches and he would go grab a patch of clover and go feed the chickens. And he did that for a while and fed them a lot of clover. And then the next day they laid eggs. And it was kind of like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> that's kind of weird. They hadn't been laying eggs for a while. They'd been on nothing but chicken feed, but then you feed them clover and the next day they have eggs. So this to me is perfectly in line with everything else that we're seeing because farmers are blaming tainted chicken feed for hens not, not laying eggs. In several viral videos, farmers bizarrely documented their hens laying output decreased or altogether stopped sometime last year. While egg laying naturally cools over the winter, a couple of the farmers in the video say their chickens haven't laid since at least July, since last July. The farmers almost unanimously conclude their commercial chicken feed is to blame for their hens' decreased output as the issue uh, appears to have been remedied after switching to a different feed. And Infowars.com has this article with all of these videos 
showing doc- documenters providing documentation of the same phenomenon. They're actually some of them naming the brands they suspect to be responsible. We have a few of these videos now, and again, this is very weird. The, I mean, I guess it's the only thing you can say about it. But like, this is this is not normal, and it seems to me like definitely evidence of some sort of conspiracy. If this is really happening, if the chicken feed itself is causing chickens to no longer lay eggs. I mean, that opens opens the door to a lot of questions. What is it about the chicken feed? Is it being done on purpose? What chicken feed producers are having this effect? Like it's, we get we get high end stuff. We we don't you know cheap out on the on the chicken feed. We get the organic stuff. We get. Just want to let you know that we're thinking about maybe introducing a supplement line for chickens called Super Super Chicken Vitality. Super Chicken Vitality. <laughs> maybe we should. Clovers. <laughs> maybe we should. We can hire my son as a uh, as Old a guy as a provider. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, but yeah, this is happening. Let's go to chick, uh, uh, chicken number five. Let's go to uh, video number five about chicken feed. So again, you can find all these on uh, Infowars.com. And there's, there's a lot of videos. There's just a small selection. Let's go to uh, clip number five. So there is a debate online right now of whether or not chicken feed and what brand you're feeding your chickens is causing them to not lay as well anymore. So I want to show you something. And you can do with this information whatever you will. Everything your chicken I want you to watch gets the stored feed. in what's called their crop. There it gets broken down so the chicken can pass it out of its body. This is another reason why grit is really important because it helps to break those things down. Chickens go number one and number two from the same place. So soft. I recorded that video last summer. I have been adding water and soaking my chicken feed since I got them, and they're about two years old now. The water expands the feed. It stretches it longer. You can warm it up. You can cool it down. It's easier to digest. But somewhere between summer and fall of last year, the feed quit absorbing the water. It would sit five minutes, 10 minutes, and a lot of it would still be in pellet form. And I'm speaking specifically about producer pride pellets from Tractor Supply. So I quit adding water because it was pointless and I would give the pellets dry to my chickens and there would be times where they would let it sit for days and not touch it. The temperatures outside had dropped. They were molting. The feed wasn't doing what I wanted it to. So I changed the one thing I had control over and I started buying feed from a local feed store. The difference is noticeable immediately. As soon as you open the bag, because it smelled so much better. I don't know what happened to producer's pride at some point. It doesn't have a smell anymore. The one from the local feed store smells great, looks great, has a better color to it. And my birds love it. Now, I'm not saying this is a problem for everyone, and I don't know if they've changed their recipe. This is just my personal experience. Because I don't know about you guys, but on this homestead and this economy, I don't have the time or the money to invest in layers that aren't laying. So, yeah, if your chickens have stopped laying, what do you have to lose? Even if you spend a little bit more money on the feed that you would have to buy to replace the feed you're currently using, I'd say it's worth it if you start getting eggs again, especially right now. So, again, I can I can back this up. I mean, we go to a local feed store. I don't know what brand we buy exactly but it's it's definitely not the cheapest stuff it's good stuff but yeah we had this exact same experience feeding chickens nothing but chicken feed they don't lay eggs you feed them clover they lay eggs i mean that's 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 a scientific stuff i mean we can repeat it i'm sure there's something going on here there's something very disturbing going on here and uh other people are replacing their chicken feed not with other brands of chicken feed, but actually different feed entirely and also having positive results. Let's go now to clip number seven, another uh, clip from this article on Infowars.com. 
Imagine warning people. In nearly 30 something years of raising chickens, I have never gone without eggs, not even just one. And since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago. And I switched the feed that I was giving. I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed. Steel cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. I have to say, there's something uh, something to this. If I have to put my little tinfoil hat on, it's kind of weird. Yep, kind of weird. By the way, was she listening to Owen? Did y'all recognize Owen's voice? Did y'all hear that? Who'd you think it was? I'm pretty sure she was listening to Owen. Here, play, play, that, play just the, the first part of that video again. Listen to the background voice. Imagine warning people in nearly 30 something like me, years no? of raising chickens. Right, I have never not. gone with them. Maybe not. I thought it was funny that she would be listening to the war room while uh, filming a video that would end up on uh, Infowars. Pretty interesting stuff. Taking the conspiracy one step further, one researcher researcher claimed the feed could be contaminated with the same experimental RNA technology in COVID vaccines, backing up his theory with screenshots of various studies about RNA RNA experimentation in the food supply. Uh, Others pushed back against the claim, saying the egg drama is being blown out of proportion on social media. One thing we know is there is an egg shortage crisis. It's partly due to the GMO feed, in my opinion. I think that's definitely the case, as I've seen it in my own personal life. And, of course, we've seen countless examples from across the country. Also, you had uh, the the bird flu scare that caused the American government to order 50 million birds be killed last year. So obviously that's going to lower the uh, amount as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary stuff. After the break, we'll uh, I've got an article by one of my favorite authors, Brandon Smith, as he talks about the dollar. And that's really what it all comes down to, right? At the end of the day, what they're pushing for is central bank digital currency. So stay tuned. So let's be honest, the vast majority of long-term storage, survival food, prepper food, it's just awful. I mean, it just tastes tastes really, really bad. And uh, that's why they expect us to to eat during the, the apocalypse. Well, if the crap hits the fan, I'm going to actually be eating good food. I go to LatePrepper.com, a website that I built based upon two partnerships, the two companies that produce actually really good food. No need to set up a bulk discount. Doesn't matter whether you buy one or ten. There's no no hidden fees here. As a matter of fact, we charge the same price that the the source companies charge. The difference is we actually have exclusive discounts. Use promo code PREP2023 for 10% off, or for the you big spenders, use code PREP2030 for 15% off on orders of $777 or more. Go to lateprepper.com and eat well for the apocalypse. not just about chickens it's not just about about the stock market it's not even just about gold or silver it's not about uh, our wealth it's not about control well it is about control but (laughs) it's not about control today it really is about control in the future and they want complete and total control the way they will be able to do that is to tank the u.s economy and the easiest way 
for them to tank the U.S. economy is to let us collapse under the weight of our own debt. And that can and will happen if they can do one thing. If they can take down the petrodollar, if they can get get uh, oil traded across the globe in something other than the dollar, then, then our economy is toast. Once the U.S. dollar is no longer the world reserve currency, once it's no longer the exclusive way that countries can can buy most oil in the world, then nobody will be dependent on us anymore. No nations will have to look to us to, to keep us propped up because it's really the only reason we can survive having over $31 trillion in national debt is because if we fall, then everybody else falls with us. That won't be the case if they transition away. And according to Brandon Smith over at alt-market.us, that's exactly the direction they are trying to take us. Let's uh, pull that article up. According to the article, a the title is A Dollar Collapse is Now in Motion. Saudi Arabia Signals the End of Petro Status. I mean, even saying those world words has me very, very concerned. Unfortunately, it only gets worse from here. And hopefully, like I said, before you start on the doom and gloom, if you missed in the beginning, I always like to say this, make sure that everybody knows. I'm not truly legitimately you know concerned as far as the uh the the whole whole scheme of things. I've read my Bible. I know how the Bible ends. I know, I know, I have a, a general idea of the glorious fate that awaits. So, no, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, woe is me. You know, we're not going to be, we're going to have to cancel Netflix. We already did, but whatever. Uh, as long as you have that biblical worldview, you should be fine. I know that it sucks that people are going to suffer, that we're probably, many of you and I, my family, we're going to have to suffer through these hard times but in the end we'll be okay so keep that in mind let's get this article by brandon smith the decline of a currency's world reserve status is often a long process rife with denials there are numerous economic experts out there that have been dismissing any and all warnings of dollar class for years they just don't get it or they don't want to get it the idea that the U.S. currency could ever be dethroned as the de facto global trade mechanism is impossible in their minds. One of the key pillars keeping the dollar in place as the world reserve is its petro status, and this factor is often held up as the reason why the greenback cannot fail. The other argument is that the dollar is backed by a, the full force of the U.S. military, and the U.S. military is backed by the U.S. Treasury and the Federal Reserve. In other words, the dollar is backed by the dollar. It's a very circular and naive position. These sentiments are not only pervasive among mainstream economists, they are also all over the place within the alternative media. See, it's not just corporate media that we have to worry about. Unfortunately, not enough in conservative or alternative media are, are talking about this stuff. That's why I harp on it so much. That's why I tell people, go to jdrucker.com slash gold as soon as possible. Oh, uh, anyway, I suspect the back to the article. I suspect the main hangup for uh, liberty movement analysts is the notion that the globalist establishment would ever allow the dollar or the U.S. economy to, to fall. Isn't the dollar system the golden goose? The answer is no. It is not their golden goose. The dollar is just another stepping stone towards their goal of a one-world economy and a one-world world currency. 
They have killed the world reserve status of other currencies in the past. Why wouldn't they do the same to the dollar? Globalist white papers and essays specifically outline the need for a diminished role for the U.S. currency, as well as a decline in the American economy. I'm not laughing at the words. I'm laughing at, uh, just in case any of you missed my interview uh, earlier with, with Ivory Hecker, I said, when I, I've been told this before, that when I read, I sound like Captain Kirk, and now i got that stuck in my head that I'm reading this, and I sound like Captain Kirk. Oh, anyway, start that over. Don't, don't, no, no, stop thinking of Kirk. Stop thinking of Kirk. All right, we're there. We're there. <clears throat> Globalist white papers and essays specifically outline the need for a diminished role for the U.S. currency as well as a decline in the American economy in order to make way for central bank digital currencies and a new global currency system controlled by the IMF. I warned about this years ago. And my position has always been that the derailment of the dollar would likely start with the end of its petro status. In 2017, I published an article titled Saudi Coup Signals War and the New World Order Reset. I noted at the time, uh, at that, uh, at the time that the sudden shift over to Crown Prince Mohammed uh, bin Salman, uh, MBS, indicated a change in Saudi Arabia's relationship to the U.S. I stated that, and this is a quote from, again, 2017. To understand how drastic this coup has been, consider this. For decades, Saudi kings maintained political balance by doling out vital power positions to separate, carefully chosen successors. Positions such as defense minister, the interior ministry, and the head of the National Guard. Today, Mohammed bin Salman controls all three positions. Foreign policy, defense matters, oil and economic decisions, and social changes are now all in the hands of one man. The rise of MBS was backed by the Public Investment Fund, a fund comprised of trillions of dollars supplied by globalists within Carlyle Group. That's the Bush family, by the way. Goldman Sachs, Blackstone, and BlackRock. MBS garnered the favor of the globalists for one specific reason. He openly supported their vision for 2030, a plan for the dismantling of fossil fuel-based energy and the implementation of carbon controls. Yes, that's right. The head of Saudi Arabia is backing the eventual end of oil-based energy. And part of that includes the end of the dollar as the petro currency. In exchange for their cooperation, the Saudis are being given uh, access to ESG-like funding, as well as access to AI advancements and the so-called digital economy. It sounds crazy, but there's much talk of AI developments to cure numerous health problems and extend lifespan. With these kinds of promises, it's not surprising that Saudi elites would be willing to dump the dollar and even oil. 2017, Brandon Smith noted, I believe the next phase of the global economic reset will begin in part with the breaking of petrodollar dominance. An important element of my analysis on the strategic shift away from the petrodollar has been the symbiosis between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has been the single most important key to the dollar remaining as the petrocurrency from the very beginning. I believe that the threat to petro status would ultimately be spurred on by a proxy war between East and West. <laughs> I mean, look, just a brief side note. Brandon Smith gets a lot of flack. And I, I've dished out my own flack as far as his regard to, to for example, faith-based issues. But here's the thing. When it comes to the economy, this guy is not one of your standard chicken littles. Okay? I used to rip on chicken littles. 
when Y2K was around, you got all these people saying, oh, it's the end, it's the end. Okay, I was chuckling. I was, I think I was eating Whataburger somewhere in, in Oklahoma City when when the crossover happened. It's like, oh, oh wow, New Year's, great. You know, did did everything break? No, no, it did not. So I am against fear mongers for the sake of fear mongering. Brandon Smith is not one of those. He's been making predictions. And, you know, very similar to how Alex Jones, his predictions about the New World Order are starting to come to pass. David Icke and all these people. When it comes to the economy, when it comes to this type of stuff, nobody has been more right when it comes to predicting the the rise and fall of the dollar and the all these other things. Nobody has been more right than Brandon Smith over at alt-market.us. Anyway. I blend this back to the article. I believe that the threat to the petro status would ultimately be spurred on by a proxy war between East and West. (laughs) Again, he's saying this in 2017. And look what's happening now. He said, quote, "Uh, world economic war is the real name of the game here. As the globalists play puppeteers to East and West, it is a geopolitical crisis that uh, that they will have created to engineer public support for a solution, they predetermined. Hmm, sounds very Hegelian dialectic-ish. Back to the article. Back when I thought that such a proxy war would be initiated in the Middle East, possibly in Iran. To, however, it's clear the, that you, Ukraine is the powder cake. The globalists have chosen, at least for now, with Taiwan being the next shoe to drop. In the years since I made these predictions, the relationship between Saudi Arabia, Russia, and China has grown very close. Arms deals and energy deals are becoming a mainstay of trade, and this has led to a quiet but steady distancing of the Saudis from the dollar. This past week, the dominoes were set in motion for dollar collapse when Saudi Arabia announced at Davos that they are now willing to trade oil in alternative currencies. In response, Xi Jinping uh, pledged to ramp up efforts to promote the use of the Chinese yuan in energy deals. This falls in line with another article I wrote in 2017 titled The Economic Endgame Continues, in which I described how conflict with Eastern nations, China and Russia, would be exploited to create a catalyst for the end of the dollar's petro status. The importance of the Saudi announcement cannot be overstated. This is the beginning of the end of the dollar. The dollar's world reserve status is largely dependent on its petro status. Without one, you cannot have the other. This is almost the exact same dynamic that led to the implosion of the British sterling decades ago as the global petrocurrency, which resulted in the rise of the dollar to take its place. This time, though, it will not be a single foreign currency that takes on the role of world reserve. It will be a basket currency system controlled by the IMF called special drawing rights. Remember those words, special drawing rights along with a single global digital currency that is yet to be named but is now under development. Stop right there real quick. So we've talked about this a lot, and I want to make sure that, that, that before we get to the rest of the article, I want to make sure this point is made. The digital dollar is not the end game. The digital yuan, the digital ruble, the digital whatever, the digital euro, okay, pick one, pick all. There's, going to, there's currently like 30 or 40 in development. Um, there's many that are already in place to some extent to various degrees, and, of course, we here in the United States, we're already in the process of testing out the digital dollar. I've said this before. I'll say it again at least a few more times until I'm proven wrong. I'm a firm believer that the 87,000 IRS agents 
that's not just for the sake of auditing middle classes and small businesses, middle class people and small businesses. There just aren't that many people that are cheating on their taxes. It would it would be a stupid investment. That move never made sense until I saw it in context with the idea that they are going to need an army of people, physical people, not just people on the on the phones, not you know some call center. They're going to and they'll need those too, but they'll need people that'll be able to go around the country, go to businesses, help to install software, implement implement the process, make it easier for them to quickly roll out the digital dollar. And then once this is done, once you've got digital currencies across the board for most nations, there will be, in my humble opinion, again, I'm not basing this on, on any knowledge. I'm basing this on, you know, putting on my my uh, evil globalist cabal member hat, trying to think like them, and thinking along the lines, how do you get to one world currency? You get everybody on a digital currency so that it's all normalized, and then you crash them all. You hack them. You figure out a way to make it to where, oh, crap, we can't use the digital dollar anymore or the digital euro or the digital whatever. We're going to have to use something else. Everybody's already tied into this whole digital currency thing. So now, crap, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, look. Look, here's somebody who's come along. That they've been able to de- to develop, and they've been in development for a long time, a single digital currency that can be used across the board that will level the playing field, that will that will bring equity to economies across the globe. We will balk, but everybody will laugh at us, us being the United States, because they'll say that we're just trying to maintain our dominance, a dominance that they believe is now at that point over, and they won't be wrong. Again, jdrucker.com slash gold. Please, please do yourself a favor. Back to the article. Oh, wait, no, I got to pull up the article. I mean, I pulled up the article. Okay. So I cannot wait. I I just got, uh, during the last break, I I sent an email to uh, my uh, soon-to-be production team, and it's like, hey, guys, we're almost, should be ready next next week. You guys get ready. Just waiting on some studio stuff. Then we'll be ready to rock and roll. Let me, there we go. Got it. All right. The consequences of the, back to the article. The consequences of the loss of reserve status will be devastating to the U.S. economy. It is the only glue holding our system together. The ability to defer inflation by exporting it overseas is a superpower only the U.S. enjoys. The Fed can print money perpetually if it wants to in order to fund the government and or prop up U.S. markets. As long as foreign central banks and corporate banks are willing to absorb dollars as a total for global trade, if the dollar is no longer the primary international trade mechanism, the trillions upon trillions of dollars the Fed has created from thin air over the years will come flooding back to the U.S. through various avenues, and hyperinflation or hyperstagflation will be the result. This dynamic is already in play as foreign holders of the U.S. debt and dollars have been dumping them at a record pace since 2017. The process continues at a time when the Federal Reserve is cutting its balance sheet and raising interest rates, which means there is no longer a buyer of last resort. This may be multiple foreign central banks have renewed their purchase of uh, this may be why. Sorry, this may be why multiple foreign central banks have renewed their purchase of gold reserves and are once again stockpiling precious metals. They seem to be well aware of what is about to happen to the dollar while the American public is kept 
in the dark. Now, keep in mind, again, this article, he's not, people say, oh, you know, you're just trying to sell gold. I am, yes, I would love for you to, to, to buy gold. And if I didn't have them as a sponsor, I would still tell you, buy precious metals, physical precious metals. The writing is on the wall. And I know not everybody can. I can't. I don't have the money to go buy me, uh, you know, $10,000 worth of silver coins or, or I don't have a retirement to throw hundred grand into a into a self-directed IRA. Okay? But those who do need to as quickly as possible. JDRucker.com slash IRA. Three choices. One small, one medium, one large. Fits your personality, fits your style, fits your goals, fits your desire. One or all three of them will be able to help you. So that is my show for the day. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, stay strong, stay safe, and God bless.